We like to drink beer, a lot of it. After a long night of drinking and talking crime and conspiracies, there's nothing that wakes us up and gets us ready to start the day better than just brew coffee. With a great selection of roast levels to choose from, you're guaranteed to find one that suits your style. Small batch roasted to highlight the unique features of each coffee bean, Just Brew Coffee caters to both casual and hardcore coffee drinkers alike. Since 2010, Just Brew Coffee has worked tirelessly to perfect the roasting process and technique, which has resulted in seriously delicious, always flavorful, and never bitter tasting coffee. If you're already drinking JBC, raise your mug. If you're not, raise your standards. Check them out in social media and remember, they roast, you just brew. Check out their new online store at youjustbrew.com and up your coffee game today. Use code NECRO15 to receive 15% off your order of two pounds or more. Remember your first toy box filled with your most cherished and beloved items like action figures, stuffed animals, Barbie dolls, and Play-Doh? Remember all the time you spent playing with those toys and all the happy, innocent memories you made? Yeah, today's story is not that. David Parker Ray is a sick fuck who turned his truck trailer into a soundproof torture chamber that he dubbed his own personal toy box. With the help of his girlfriend, he used this trailer to brutally abuse and rape numerous women. Some he killed, some lived to remember the terrors they experienced. David Parker Ray took his fetish for bondage and sadomasochism to a whole new level. And today, we'll talk about it. I'm Mike. I'm Ian. And I'm Dave. If you thought your toe-sucking foot fetish made you a weirdo, stick around. The Toy Box Killer is going to make you look like a choir boy. This is Necronomapod. Ray tracked those kidnappings in his diary, but what wasn't written was what happened after he sexually tortured them. When Ray died in 2002 and took that knowledge to his grave, it left investigators searching for answers. We're convinced that there are remains. It's just a matter of locating them. Rich Libeser handled the Ray case for New Mexico State Police. He now teaches criminology at New Mexico State. Libeser still believes at least some of those bodies were dumped in Elephant Butte Lake. David was very familiar with that lake, and he, he worked for the, as a mechanic for the state parks. He also had made comments in the past that we know about, about the best way to dispose of a human body in, in a body of water such as Elephant Butte Lake. All right, people have been waiting an entire week. Let's not waste any more time. Off the top, Dave, your top five horror movies of the last decade. You'd said you'd get back to us. Let's do it right now. So I've compiled my list. I put a lot of thought into this. I'm not necessarily going with the greatest movies of the past decade. The ones I like the most. Your top five. my personal top five. Makes perfect sense. Here it is. In order. Stack ranked. Number one. It follows. It's number not- two. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Number two. Hereditary. Number three. Cabin in the Woods. Number four. You're next. Number five. Get out. That's my list. I thought it odd that you started with number one and not built to it. That's true. I, I, it's just how I had it written down. Sorry, I apologize. Just, I mean, after the first one, I was like, oh, I'm going to stop listening I now. wasn't doing dramatic effect. I didn't think we were doing it like so that. So what did you say it was? Get Out? Get Out's number five. Number, number one, one is It Follows. Which one's that? So that's the best movie of the that last decade. Best horror movie. fantastic movie. So if you're listening to us right now, and you are if you're hearing me, um, you need to go watch It Follows. It Follows. Is that a foreign? It's not. 
It's a good movie. It's a really good movie. When did that come out? Maybe five years ago. Have we seen? Have I seen that? I don't, I think, don't, I don't think you have. All right. Can you give a, a quick little summary without giving a spoiler? Uh, no. I will not give a. I will not give a summary. So there's your check it out. It's so good he can't give you a, it's a, a spoiler. It's a. It's a thing that follows you around and it's absolutely terrifying. That sounds like gang stalking. It's a Dave. great movie. <laughs> All right. I have some honorable mentions. I mean, do we want to discuss this for a little bit? I mean, putting sure. five movies in the past decades. Let's keep going. Problematic. Repeat your top five again. It follows. Hereditary. Cabin in the Woods, You're Next, Get Out. Two of those movies weren't even that great. Which, but you can go uh, which two would those be? Uh, Hereditary and Cabin in the Woods. Uh, Cabin uh, in the Woods was ridiculous. legitimately not good. <laughs> Hereditary had some very creepy parts. I just didn't like the lack of story. Just me. Just me. I love Cabin in the Woods. I liked it. I, I did not love, love that movie. All right, what are the honorable mentions? Well, you've got things like The the Babadook, which is a really great movie. That was pretty decent. I mean, Paranormal Activities, 2020, 2007, 2008, so yeah. right on the cusp there of 10 years That movie ago. freaked me the fuck out. That kind of shit creeps me the out. The first one was phenomenal. That was really... Then they made like 26 more of them, and it wasn't great. I mean, The Conjuring was good. Yeah. If, if no one's ever seen... A, if anyone's not seen the Serbian film, I, I don't <laughs> recommend you watch it because you can't unwatch it, but... Yeah. <laughs> Hardcore, man. What about... Hardcore. What's the... We'll finish your list. Well, I was just going to say, right around tw- 2007, 2008, there were a lot of great horror movies out, but it's just past the you know the decade time frame, like, like Rack and Martyrs and all those other French horror films. Like, Martyrs is my favorite is that the vampire horror movie one? of all time. The vampire one? The vampire one? one is called Let the Right One In, and that's a Swedish horror movie. When was that? Fantastic. 2008, 2007 That was fantastic. That was really good. Probably the best vampire movie ever. Mar- my personal favorite horror movie is Martyrs from 2008. Which one was that? It's unbelievable. I've seen that. You have. It's Which- with the two. It's French with the two French girls. The one that was kidnapped at the beginning of the movie. It's just yes. a completely yeah. different thing, and yep. it is awesome. It was really good. If you've yeah. never have never seen, seen that one, yeah, Ian, I you like have. That one. Yeah. yeah, all those French uh, new wave horror French movies like Inside and. High tension. So you're saying the French horror movies are where it's at. They're the best. Absolutely. The French and Japanese horror films, the best. All right. Did you make a list, Ian? No, I didn't. You want to throw any out? Uh, what was that Netflix one that I liked? The Clown with the Black. Terrifier. Yeah, Terrifier. I really like that it's movie. It's on Netflix? Yeah. It is, right. yeah. So there's Ian's pick. Check that one out. Hereditary, too. Hands down. Hereditary was it was really creepy. I don't know. There was just little things in the story that I fucking me. loved Hereditary. And you said that was that director's first movie. It was. And he's working on something His else. new one's coming out this summer. It's just called Summer, right? Somar? Yeah. In, in yeah. Somar? In Somar? Something like that. Something. This summer. Are there yeah. trailers out yet? Or yeah, yeah, absolutely. It looks creepy. Right. We'll look that up. And one more I'll throw out a recent entry. The House That Jack Built. That was really good. <laughs> really creepy fucking movie. I, think, I, I fucking Matt love Matt Dillon. It I just love came Matt out Dillon. this year. I love Matt Dillon. I think he's a very underrated actor. It was great. Great movie. Yeah. What was that? Was that on? That's not on streaming anything free is or not free, but that's not on Netflix, is it? I don't believe so. No. no. That's a good one, Ian. You should check that one out. Yeah. That just came it's out. Good. Is that 2018? I think it was the, this just 2019. This year. Yeah. Yeah. It's the house that Jack built. That was really good. That's fucked up. Really movie. good. Matt Dillon's phenomenal. That's all I got. Fight me. Speaking of <laughs> fucked up things. <laughs> Look at that transition. I'm a master at those now. <laughs> Segway. David Parker Ray. 
Yeah, so let's let's get into David Parker Ray, also known as the Toy Box Killer. He was a serial rapist and torturer and suspected serial killer, and he earned the nickname Toy Box Killer from spending $100,000 soundproofing and filling a stocking truck trailer with torture devices that he called his Toy Box. Well, say what you will, but that's dedication to your trade, I guess. Swell individual here. It's a lot and of so money. when you say like a like a truck trailer, um, I didn't realize till we watched like the documentary. Like we're talking about like like a small semi truck almost trailer, like yeah. like a U-Haul type back of like a truck trailer. Yeah. Um, when I was first reading through this, like I was thinking like a uh, like an actual like camper trailer type thing that you know you would like sleep or live in. We're just talking about like a like a small semi trailer. Yeah. Type. So I from when I was looking into stuff like the FBI, like what they seized and stuff, they considered it a single wide. So I, I think a double wide is what semi trucks drive, right? Yeah, I think so. Well, I don't know. A double wide's like a living trailer, right? Not like a semi trailer. Isn't that like a mobile home where people live? Well right for mobile homes, but I think if you're talking truck trailer Oh I didn't even there's know probably their like- own their own size. Okay. Yeah. I'm not, I, I don't really know. It it's makes like sense, half, though. It's like well, half imagine of, like a fucking hitch on like of a U-Haul, but yeah. like one of the bigger ones. That's what this thing looked like. Yeah. It's like half the size of a normal okay. semi-truck trailer. So not that big then. Big enough. Well, you saw it, right? <laughs> I mean, that's the place you want to live. So a pretty no, confined area. I don't think you could area. live there. No, I don't think yeah. you could. Yeah, you he had saw, a trailer. You guys don't watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I do. Remember the episode where they're going to go travel across country and they hitch the U-Haul oh. up to the back and they're sitting in the back of the U-Haul <laughs> drinking? It's, you got, Dave, you just got to see it. If you know Always Sunny, you love it. If you don't, then you're not going to get what I just referenced. They want to roast hot dogs and then they light that wicker on fire. <laughs> they light the wicker on fire, but then the door closes and they open it and they're just passed out because of the wicker. <laughs> From the fucking, like, whatever it is, like the the stained, like the chemical stain on the... <laughs> Smoke just billows out and they're passed out. So with David Parker Ray, there's not a ton about his childhood out there. He was born in Bellin, New Mexico on November 6, 1939 to Cecil and Nettie Ray. His family was poor and they lived with his mother's parents on a small ranch. His father was an abusive alcoholic who directed the abuse at both his wife and the kids. You don't um, say. We've <laughs> never heard that before. Yeah. Wow. Um, Cecil left when... Is uh, Cecil the, the father? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He left when David was 10 years old. And after the divorce was final, it was decided that uh, David and his sister Peggy would go live with their grandparents on their father's side in Mountaineer, New Mexico. Couldn't find anything about why that was decided. Nobody wanted them? Or maybe they couldn't afford them. You know, I don't know. Yeah. But their life um, in Bellin was pretty pretty laid back and aside from the dad beating on him and whatever, but um, their life drastically changed once they moved in with the other set of grandparents. Their grandfather, Ethan Ray, was extremely strict, and like from what I read, the slightest failure to follow rules or or do something wrong was like met with a severe beating. It's never a happy uh, childhood for these serial killers. No, no, it's not. No. (laughs) Observation. Yeah, I can't think of any that had a... Well, Ted Bundy had a pretty... Well, we haven't covered him yet, though. I'm just saying of anyone we covered, it's all been fucked up. Yeah, Ted Bundy's wasn't too, too bad or anything. There's a teaser for a Ted Bundy episode. Um, In school, David was shy and awkward, and he was bullied. Uh, He spent a lot of his 
time alone, um, drinking in an early age. And it was during that time that he developed a fascination with sadomasochism. Um, and it's reported that his sister Peggy discovered a collection of erotic photographs of bondage and sadomasochistic drawings that he was doing. Well, serves her right for fucking digging through his personal shit. Well, here's what I'm thinking is where where would you get a hold of stuff like that back in like... In the 40s? In the 40s and 50s, early question. 50s. Where are you getting a hold of bondage porn? Hmm. Well, you know what I, I mean? thought they were drawings. No, some of them are photographs of real people. That's what you got to like hook up were with. Were there black market uh, kind of That's what I'm thinking. early porn stuff back Maybe in those days? There had to have been, right? You know, kids well, passing yeah. around like a bunch of pictures at school that they might have stolen from their dads and then he finds like the, the bondage ones and just kind of steals those or yeah maybe like I've seen stuff from the 1800s right like early porn well I'm sure pictures and stuff yeah well yeah like I'm pretty sure Ben porn. Franklin used to like troll out some porn right in his almanacs <laughs> right probably of mother Leeds, just to piss off the other Leeds boys and mother and mother you love that part that really yeah that fucking that sticks in my head i hear that jim jones voice all the time saying and mother that creepy uh good to know creepy dad thing that he does with that yeah. how he's talking he's like don't give no shit to mother <laughs> he's a weird motherfucker yeah. don't get me started now i'm just gonna be depressed <laughs> about mr mugs um after school david worked as an auto mechanic and then later he joined the army and there he also worked as a mechanic and he received an honorable discharge from the military that's good because the rest of the story is filled with dishonorable discharges <laughs> hey oh how long did you sit there and think about that one You've been holding on to that all week. <laughs> hey <laughs> There isn't really any other information out there about his past. The FBI and stuff assumed that his crime started way before he built the toy box and brought along brought along his girlfriend Cindy Hindi for <laughs> That's like that name is like Jerry Springer tier. Cindy Trash. Hendy. Cindy Hendy. So Cindy is what? Short for what? Cynthia? Yeah, right? Cynthia Hendy. She's That's not, an okay name. She's not that cute either. Yeah, but when you say it together, Cindy, Cindy Hendy. Cindy Hendy. Cindy Hendy. Do you think that's true for a lot of these guys? Like their crime started way before the point at which we know about it. And well, I feel like they killed a lot of people we'll never know about. I think it about is. a few people that we might not have known. Um, I guess some we've Richard talked Wolf. about that we haven't released yet. Richard Ramirez. <laughs> They linked that one in 2009. They were able to link that one that happened back to him. Yeah, yeah that I was bet early. That's fairly common. Yeah, I would say so. Probably because these guys never give up. This guy, at least, or, yeah. you know, a lot of them never give up the the whole story. I think. Yeah, I think that's true. I think yeah. Dahmer's probably the only, the only one that was completely honest and yeah. truthful right. about everything. Um, yeah. So he he brought along his uh, girlfriend Cindy Hindi as a what, as an accomplice. Not to interrupt, no, you're but fine. go. Back. Wasn't Ed Kemper pretty honest though in the end? Like, yeah, but he always changed his story depending on who he was talking to. True, because he was to. performing. Yeah, like the one guy. He'd probably s- add more murders that weren't actually yeah. his to his story. He'd, like he'd spice up his resume. Like that one interview where the guy interrupted him. He's like, "Hold on, you're going to ruin the bit." It's like, <laughs> yeah. like, he was performing for people. I was just talking to someone who had listened to our Ed Kemper episode, and they were talking about uh, how they were like, "Oh, like he might have been like a bit of a ladies' man." And I was like, "Not according to him. He was not a ladies' man." Bumblebutt was, was just his so exact smart. words. He was just so smart that he 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 studied what would work and what wouldn't. And if you yep. haven't listened to Ed Kemper, go ahead and check that episode out. <laughs> just plug him, guys. 
It's one of my favorite episodes. Mid pod promo. <laughs> Mid pod promo. <laughs> Ed Kemper. Good stuff. <laughs> so, so yeah, like I was saying, he brought along Cindy Hindi, and he also he also included his daughter Jesse Ray and her boyfriend Roy Yancey. This, so his these names, daughter helped him. Yeah. pick up girls okay these all these all these names are like like i said like jerry springer tier oh people. for sure <laughs> yeah so to like i said there's not much to to really get into at the past so you kind of got to jump right into jump right into the crimes here um to get a description of the toy box i found i found some stuff that the da jim yance put out of what he saw there and then what the FBI found. <clears throat> so walking up to the trailer, there was an Arizona Highway Patrol decal next to the New Mexico license plates that said, I support the best. So it's like those people with the Police Benevolence Association <laughs> the tags on their license plates that gets them out of tickets. <laughs> the trailer was sitting up on um, wooden blocks and didn't have any windows. And there were four like wooden steps that led up to uh, a double dead bolted steel reinforced door. When you walked into it immediately on the left side of the wall, there were two signs, one in red block letters that said Satan's Den. And then another sign with um, handwritten lettering that said, I'm rather busy. Would you piss off? <laughs> I'm a big fan of that one. One. I say piss off all the time. I'm a big fan of the term piss off. It's a good term. Clearly. The, the end. Um, standing right next to the Satan's Den sign was a tall tripod with, for the time, a high quality RCA camcorder pointed towards a large gynecology chair that was rigged with metal stirrups, electrodes, and dozens of red plastic straps. And this, like zip ties, right? Yeah. And this gynecological chair, he built it himself. The entire chair he mm-hmm. built himself? Yeah. What uh, what year are we in? I was going to ask that earlier. We are in the 90s, late 90s. He okay. got... Um, and he was born... In 39. So he's he's nearing, like, he's in his late 50s, early 60s here. Because mm-hmm. when he got caught, it was um, 1999. So he, he was had been born doing in 39. This. So he was in his 50s. Yeah, in, in like that. 60 when he got arrested. And you don't even, there's no way to tell really how many people. That's true. Yeah. We don't know when they started. On the ceiling above the gynecological chair. Next, lay down. Next. On the ceiling above the gynecological chair was a large mirror and an RCA Victor TV. And they were all positioned so his victims could see everything he was doing to them. That's fucked up. Yeah. So that's next level stuff with this guy. Yeah, this is... Uh, he he paid a lot of attention to detail with what he so was he doing. So he was probably getting off on seeing them get terrified or f- like freaked out or the fear like that they would see with what he was doing to them. Yeah, well, that's the sado. It probably it was more so that than it was what he was actually doing to them. That's the sadomasochistic thing. Yeah, like they don't have uh, like they get off on that and and don't really care about other people's feelings or anything. Yeah, there's something when I was looking at looking up stuff with this it said there was a, a psychologist talking about stuff and he said it's like um it's like if you blow your nose in the morning and throw away the tissue you're not thinking about that tissue the rest of the day like it's completely out of your mind and that's how they view wow. they, this guy would view a victim it's just like whatever it's just a nothing it's absolutely nothing to, nothing him. to him yeah except he kept it around for several days maybe months right. and discarded it like it was a tissue yeah wow this um is completely amoral Continuing up the left side of the trailer, there was a black robe that had a red cape attached to the back of it, hanging from a coat hanger. Did it have like a super raper? 
superhero thing on the super back. Raper. Super raper. <laughs> <laughs> and then next to his robe, there was a clipboard hanging that had like the FBI or the DA guy compared it to a roll call list of victims that David had kidnapped between 93 and 97. They did, there were no names. It just had like the date that they were um, that they were kidnapped and then no- notch marks next to it. And it's assumed that that's how many times they had been raped or oh my assaulted. God. Do you think his girlfriend had a cape that said Wonder Raper? <laughs> Clipmaster, I think they said. <laughs> Ian's giving us that look like you motherfuckers are out of line. Clipmaster. Well, at least the guy kept meticulous records, I guess, right? Can't say anything else. So we know how fucked up he was. What a piece of shit. So, so, and then just to go through this list, he had February 7th, 1994, 27. And when I say the last number, that's how many notch marks were next to it. So that one And that means one person. Right. This is one person. And it's presumed that this is how many times they were raped or or whatever. And the the date is the date that he kidnapped them. Kidnapped them, right. So February 7th, 1994, 27. April 16th, 1994, 33. July 3rd, 1994, 28. September 9th, 1994, 41. March 6th, 1995, 2nd, 1996, 38. May 7th, 1996, 32. July 3rd, 1996, 38. October 4th, 1996, 48. March 16th, 1997, 46. And September 23rd, 1997, 33. So what I thought was interesting is his highest number is May 8th, 1995 with 53. Yeah. He was done with her and had a new woman by June 10th. Within a month, 53 times. She yeah. was raped. Whereas if you look at the earlier ones, like February 7th, he, he kidnapped and raped that girl 27 times over the course of three months. This poor girl got raped 53 times in the course of a month. Yeah, it's a, it's a long list. And that's probably a ton more. And that's only the ones he kept record of. Who yeah. knows before he got this system in place. Yeah. Unbelievable. That's a, that's a lot of depravity, guys. Further down from, from the clipboard, there was a large cork board, a large cork bulletin board covered with um, color and black and white photographs and drawings of women that he had tortured. So, I mean, those are like pictures from inside there. Were their faces visible? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Some, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the DA guy, and I, I left it out because it was pretty, I mean, this whole story is rough, but there was, he had a couple descriptions of, of a couple of the pictures, like what they, mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it's, it's kind of rough. Um, then he had another sign hanging up above that cork board that read the Lord of Satanism and then stapled next to the wall uh, where the cork board was was a list of reminders that David had made for himself so yeah his list was a reminder a woman will say or do anything to get loose they will kick scratch offer money bite yell beg scream run offer sex threaten lie or wait for an opportunity standard excuses and sob stories menstruating pregnant vd AIDS, sick, kids with babysitter, have to work, a sick baby, a sick parent, claustrophobia, missed by husband or friend, bad heart, can't miss school. Oh, and I don't know, don't like being fucking kidnapped and raped. (laughs) 
And then at the end, it said, um, don't let her get to you. If she was worth taking, she's worth keeping. And she must be subjected to hypnosis before the woman can be safely released. Never trust a chained captive. <laughs> This guy fucking daily affirmations that he reads to himself. <laughs> the, reading the list of um that he called excuses and stop and sob stories, just putting yourself in that in that situation and saying some of this stuff like I have a kid with a babysitter. It's I mean, it's just brutal. It's Even terrible. like place to put your you know just to think about being in that situation. Zero. Regard. He's probably writing down things that they had said or the things that might have bothered him. Right. And he's trying to you know pep himself up and think don't let that get to you and like that comment if she was worth taking she's worth keeping yeah fuck that mm. this stuff it's like straight out of a out of a horror movie it's worse than a horror movie hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. Um, the right side of the wall was covered with items that he used to torture victims. He had surgical instruments, numerous large sex toys, electrified clamps, and cattle prods. He also had a wooden device that was made to keep women still while they were raped by either some of his friends or dogs. Oh, good <laughs> Wait, lord. What? Yeah. So yeah. he's going to have these girls in these gynecological chairs and mm-hmm. the dog's going to come in and rape them? You know, like... Um, I have a ton of questions. You know, like... Uh, like it was it medieval days with the wooden thing that they would put people in with their arms and head. Yeah, yeah. To cut their heads off, or no, you mean no, like no. they're prisoners? Yeah, like yeah. Prison, it yeah, yeah. Would, like that, and they could be raped by because he would throw these sex parties where there were other people involved that would come in and rape the woman. Or he says in the tape that that a dog would come up and just fucking doggy style. Yeah. Did we ever find out how many friends or who they were or their involvement? No. The only people that ever got in trouble were the accomplices that Mm. that we said. There's so how do we know that these were made like that they were going to be raped by either friends of him or dogs? Like how do we know that? Because he says it in the tape. It's in the tape. Yeah, and the tape that he played for for um, for people he kidnapped is forever long. But yeah, there's there's parts in it where he talks about his sex parties and putting um what was it like not a pheromone but whatever would get a dog going on their genitals to get the dog to do it this is a vile story yeah Mm. so on march 19th 1999 cynthia vigil had met David and Cindy Hindi in Albuquerque while they were work while she was working as a prostitute. David offered her twenty dollars for oral sex, and they went into his RV. Inside, Cindy Hindi helped David tie her and gag her, and they put a metal collar around her neck. Twenty bucks, huh? Yeah. For, well, this lady, I, I she's for pretty, a blowjob. This lady is cute too. I saw her in some of the YouTube videos. Really. Yeah. Not Cindy Hendy. No, but no, Cindy, no. Cindy, Cindy Hendy is not cute. <laughs> no. 
Cindy Hindy is scary looking. Cynthia Vigil. Got it. So they drove for over an hour before stopping and they dragged Cynthia inside where she was chained to a bedpost and then she was made to listen to an audio tape that was narrated by David describing what would happen to her and that's the tape that we were just talking about where that he played for everyone. So like they got drugged, they woke up in his trailer and they and an audio tape was playing explaining right. what they were about to go through. It's like Saw. It's exactly like <laughs> yeah. Saw. Yeah. So there's clips of the audio online, but the full the full tape's not out there. You can't find it. I, no. You can find the transcript. Probably for good reason. Yeah. You see that shit. So we got two excerpts from the tape. So to keep the... Because what did you say earlier? That we're as, uh, as accurate as possible? Yeah, to keep for historical accuracy. And so Mike's going to do one of, his, uh, one of his voices for us. One of my infamous readings. Yeah. He's going to try to replicate the authentic tape as close to uh, the accent that we imagined that it was uh, recorded in. Yeah. Let me take a swig of beer here real quick before I get, get going. So, yeah, I mean, imagine that you're, like you said, drugged and you're groggy and you wake up and this is the first thing that you hear. Yeah. You're naked. Right. You're in a complete... Tied to a bed. Tied right, up. Tied up. In a gynecological chair, not in a, gynecological, you're in a bed. Gynecological and you're just chair, looking right. up at a mirror of yourself. With all these devices and sex toys and dildos on the wall and everything. Yeah. This is what you hear. Mike, go for it, buddy. Hello there, bitch. Are you comfortable right now? I doubt it. Wrists and ankles chained, gagged, probably blindfolded. You're disoriented and scared too, I'd imagine. Perfectly normal under the circumstances. For a little while at least, you need to get your shit together and listen to this tape. It's very relevant to your situation. I'm going to tell you in detail why you've been kidnapped, what's going to happen to you, and how long you'll be here. I don't know the details of your capture because this tape is created July 23rd, 1993 as a general advisory tape for future female captives. The information I'm going to give you is based on my experience dealing with captives over a period of several years. If at a future date there are any major changes in our procedures, the tape will be upgraded. Now, you're obviously here against your will, totally helpless, don't know where you're at, don't know what's going to happen to you. You're very scared or very pissed off. I'm sure that you've already tried to get your wrists and ankles loose and know that you can't. Now, just waiting to see what's going to happen next. You probably think you're going to be raped and you're fucking sure right about that. A primary interest is in what you've got between your legs. You'll be raped thoroughly and repeatedly in every hole you've got because basically you've been snatched and brought here for us to train and use as a sex slave. Sound kind of far out? Well, I suppose it is to the uninitiated, but we do it all the time. It's going to take a lot of adjustment on your part and you're not going to like it a fucking bit, but I don't give a rat's big ass about that. It's not like you're going to have any choice about the matter. You've been taken by force and you're going to be kept and used by force. What all this amounts to is that you're going to be kept naked and chained up like an animal to be used and abused anytime we want, any way that we want to. And you might as well start getting used to it because you're going to be kept here and used until such time as we get tired of fucking around with you. And we will eventually in a month or two, maybe three. It's no big deal. My lady friend and I have been keeping sex slaves for years. We both have kinky hangups involving rape, dungeons, games, etc. We found that it's extremely convenient to keep one or two female captives available constantly to uh, satisfy our particular needs. Yowza. <laughs> I, need to go t- I need to go take a shower after <laughs> reading that. 
That's not fun. Can you imagine waking up tied up and hearing that fucking shit? Yeah, it's this is just terrifying. You mean hearing Mike's voice doing a country <laughs> accent? Because yeah, that's exactly I, what I meant. That was terrible. <laughs> you know who you sound like is uh, Pee Wee Gaskins. Oh, God. You'll be perfect when we do that episode, <laughs> reading Pee Wee's quotes. <laughs> Another teaser. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... It's absolutely terrifying. Yeah, that's fucked up. Yeah. And I mean, in it... Just no remorse. Just horrible. Horrible. Just, just nothing. And we got this next part coming up about how he would brainwash victims um, if they didn't have to kill them. But, I mean, in between what you just read and this next part, I mean, I cut out a ton. And this tape is like 11 pages long. It goes on for fucking ever. Oh, and I read most of it, and it's just vile. Yeah, it's just it, unbelievable. Yeah. So... This is uh, this is a little excerpt of him talking about how they would get rid of victims or, or get away with what they were doing. Country Mike, what do you got? Let's hear it. <laughs> now, I'm sure that you're a great little piece of ass and you're going to be a lot of fun to play with, but I will get tired of you eventually. If I killed every bitch that we kidnapped, there'd be bodies strung all over the country. And besides, I don't like killing a girl unless it's absolutely necessary. So I've devised a safe, alternate method of disposal. I had plenty of bitches to practice on over the years, so I pretty well got it down pat. And I enjoy doing it. I get off on mind games. After we get completely through with you, you're going to be drugged up real heavy with the combination of sodium pentothal and phenobarbital. They're both hypnotic drugs that will make you extremely susceptible to hypnosis, auto-hypnosis, and hypnotic suggestion. You're going to be kept drugged a couple of days while I play with your mind. By the time I get through brainwashing you, you're not going to remember a fucking thing about this little adventure. You won't remember this place, us, or what has happened to you. There won't be any DNA evidence because you'll be bathed and both holes between your legs will be thoroughly flushed out. You'll be dressed, sedated, and turned loose on some country road bruised, eh, sore all over, but nothing that won't heal up in a week or two. The thought of being brainwashed may not be appealing to you, but we've been doing it a long time and it works and it's lesser of two evils. I'm sure that you would prefer that in lieu of being strangled or having your throat cut. Whew. So I assume he killed most of these girls, right? And that's just kind of, yeah, I mean, yeah. puts that in there at the end. So they at least think there's a light at the end of the tunnel and they're going to get out eventually. I've read Which, that they think he threw a lot of bodies and like mine shafts and, and shit. Oh my God. And around there because horrific. they weren't ever able to find any bodies. <laughs> I will say that you did all that and one, there was no editing involved in those. You went through those. <laughs> Country Mike <laughs> is a character I would like to hear from more often. We'll do it for Pee Wee Gaskins. I think we've perfect. ruined Country Mike because of what we started him fucking off with. Like, this should not have been Country Mike's debut because I don't feel good about having said any of that. And I don't ever want him to come back because I hate him after having said that. I'm going to isolate Country Mike saying you're a great little piece of ass. That's going to be my new ringtone for Country Mike. I wonder if one day we can set up a blind date with... Annalise and Country Mike <laughs> and how great that would be you're a nice little piece of ass fuck me fuck me Peter fuck me <laughs> I didn't say my name was Peter bitch <laughs> please Ian save us get us off this so yeah so she was kidnapped on March 19th and on March 22nd, 1999, Cynthia had been tortured with electrodes, cattle prods, whipped, and had medical instruments instruments, and large sex toys inserted into her vagina and rectum. Ugh. And I was looking through the FBI photos of what they... Um, 
what they seized and he had this this huge dodo that had at the base of it had like spikes like Ugh. coming out so it'd be like if they moved their legs at all they would be like Ugh. cut up it's brutal Ugh. shit and he this built guy. all that shit himself right? yeah a lot of it yeah so Cynthia waited until David went to work and managed to get keys and unlock herself that Cindy Hindi had left on a nearby table um, while Cindy was talking on the phone. Once Cindy noticed that Cynthia was trying to escape, they started fighting. Um, Cindy broke a lamp over Cynthia's head, but she was she was fighting. She was able to get free, and she stabbed Cindy in the neck with an ice pick. Yeah. And she Cynthia ran away naked, only wearing the metal collar, and she was able to run to a nearby house, and the owners took her in and called the police. Like, that is a straight-up horror movie, too. Yeah. Like, really? That reminds me of, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. 100%. Absolutely. Like, how many times out there did... You know, the, the girl not get away, and he never heard about the story. Yeah. It's just... Which makes She almost sad, didn't like, get yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah, thank God, whatever, they fucking left an ice pick laying wherever. <laughs> like, why, you know, whatever reason they had an ice pick laying there. Mm. Like, if that was you, wouldn't... I always think about this in horror films. But wouldn't you take that ice pick out and just keep going in until she was dead? Because Cindy Henry you would lived, think so. right? You would think so, but at the same time, you're probably just wanting out of yeah. the trailer. Yeah, and if you get if, her down, just get out is probably your first thing thought yeah because what if he came home or or something yeah. maybe yeah that's true yeah don't you don't want to stay around i guess yeah i guess i couldn't imagine that. i can't put myself in that situation yeah, to know what that's hard. like no yeah and there was a term when i was looking at stuff too i can't remember what the term was but it was like um it's like a term for people just like completely shutting down and they they were saying like a lot of these women probably just shut down and thought like if they just went through with this stuff they would get out of the situation that's what that yeah. last sentence is about hypnotizing you so you at least think you're gonna right at the yeah. end of this escape not escape but be, be set free so david and cindy were qu- quickly arrested and during questioning they both stuck to the same story that cynthia was a heroin addict and they were holding her to get her clean <laughs> yeah good one <laughs> why would she be running naked with a metal collar yeah. around her neck well she's a heroin addict <laughs> Um, I think the same story exists about Betty Hill. She'd be running around naked with a <laughs> collar on her neck because she was on heroin. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> Poor Betty. Betty and Barney Hill available if you <laughs> go back and listen to that episode. Um, the, so they they were able to search David's mobile home, mobile home, and it provided police with the audio tape of uh, of David explaining his process. His which, process, which backed up their, uh, which backed up Cynthia's story. And due to the videotapes that they recovered, police and the FBI suspected that he was also a serial killer, but they didn't have like any, there were no bodies or anything to, to link him to. You right. know? To substantiate it. Yeah. Um, so David and Cynthia were charged with multiple counts of kidnapping. After like the publicity and stuff of their arrest, another victim named Angelica Montano came forward um, with a similar story. Angelica told police that she had also been kidnapped, raped, and tortured by David and Cindy for three days, then drugged and left on a highway in the desert. She was found by police, and there's varying stories out there on, on why nothing was done. Some reports say that the police just failed to to follow up on her claims and others say that she refused to speak to the police at the time. 
time like that she just wanted to get out of just go home or just get out of the situation this this part is fucking crazy police found a video while searching david's trailer that showed a woman being tortured tortured who had an easily identifiable tattoo on her ankle the police were able to track this victim down in colorado and she was named kelly garrett and they were able to positively identify her tattoo Kelly testified that she had gotten into a fight with her husband and decided to go out and play pool with her friends. And on, Jan- and on uh, July 24th, 1996, David's daughter, Jessie, who was a friend of Kelly's, took her to the Blue, to the Blue Water Saloon in Truth or Consequences and drugged her drink. Kelly managed to make it out to the parking lot, but was hit behind by David and knocked unconscious. Kelly woke up, but blacked out numerous times over the two days of her torture. David slit her throat and thinking he killed her, just dumped her on the side of the road. Oh. And she was treated at the local hospital, but neither her husband or or the police believed her story. And her husband thought that she was just cheating on him and ended up getting attacked by whoever mm. you know, in the bar. He thought she was cheating and then got attacked by whoever. Right, that she was like cheating on him with or something. Doesn't the slit throat speak for itself? I don't understand. <laughs> well, this. I think they but, thought that's what she was attacked. He thought she was attacked by know, but a the, lover. The police, or, like, I mean, yeah. what they, they didn't believe her story. What you know? Well, well my other my question is, she rem- so she remembers all of this. So she turned up when she she turned up at her would be her ex in laws and her husband's parents, right? And then. The story went from there as far as him filing for divorce and and not believing her. Well, when this became public, they showed a picture of her tattoo on the news and her husband and the and his parents were like, oh, shit, that's her mm-hmm. tattoo. They were able to track her down in this thing. Just like I mean, she was real foggy by everything. But this this whole like her seeing her tattoo and stuff like jogged her memory of what happened, mm. which is yeah, fucking crazy. You, asshole. So they were already divorced when they, they showed the picture of the tattoo. Right. And the husband saw it and goes the ex-husband at that point saw it, and then that's what helped direct them. Right, yeah. Okay, okay. Because her story was, what, three years earlier, so... Yeah. Yeah, 96, so, July 96. So she had been living with it for three years and not really knowing exactly yeah, what happened right. to her because she was all drugged up. Well, and the thing, too, is a lot of these women were drifters. Like, the, these were all drifter bars that they went to, so these were kind of like... It's know, always the easiest picking, yeah, sure. Yeah, that and, like, sex workers, you know, people that aren't going to be missed. Yeah. So out of all these name or dates and the notches on the in the trailer, we've only found three live victims. So do we think he killed all of the other ones, or do we think the hypnosis possibly worked and these victims are alive? Whoa, 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 whoa! No hypnosis worked on any of these victims. Yeah, I, t- I tend to agree with you. Well, at least worked on this one for a little while, at least for at right? least three years. I mean, yeah. did it work, or was she just drugged up that she didn't remember? Well, that was the whole point of the. I mean, like you said. That that one drug, what it, which one's the truth serum? Sodium pentothal. Yeah, you can put anything into someone's mind when they're fucked up on that. Well, did she so they for- were drugged then, but. They yeah, drugs. So I don't consider that hypnosis. Right, but that drug is like you can really put like when I was doing like when I was doing the Michael Jackson outline that we never did. That was the one thing the guys, the kid's dad was a dentist and he used that, which it's outlawed as an anesthetic. Dentists used it at, at one point, but it's like a hypno. It's like the like you said, the truth serum. They said yeah. that he was like injecting thoughts into his son's head about well, not, what had now happened. Now you teased everyone about a Michael Jackson episode. Oh. If you want the Michael Jackson episode, I have. 
12 pages written up. We have a lot of notes on Michael Jackson. <laughs> oh, boy. Dave does not love Michael the Jackson. The original point was, I don't think these victims were hip- hypnotized. I think they were drugged, and that clo- uh, clouded their memory. And then he could have, if he did this drug, put whatever thoughts he he, he wanted into them, yeah. which I think is different than hypnosis. That, that's fine, but do we think it worked for all these other victims, or do we think he killed them? I, think I he, bet he killed them. I think he probably it's killed that, a lot. Why would you leave only a couple alive and drop? Well, I guess he thought he killed this girl, but why did he drop that one girl off on the side of the road? Yeah, it's just yeah. strange. I mean, maybe his thing was to too. actually kill them, and then just there was just a couple he decided he wanted to keep alive for whatever reason. Yeah. I don't know. Also, I've been to Truth or Consequences, New Mexico, and uh, I don't recommend it. It's not, it's not a great place. <laughs> Just my opinion. We've talked about Truth or Constance New Mexico on quite a few episodes now, haven't we? Yeah. My Cactus Jack bubble got burst. That's right. When you found out that Cactus Jack was not actually from there. Ruined my wrestling wrestling memories or whatever. So David was set to be tried in three separate trials. One for Cynthia Vigil, one for Angelica Montano, and one for Kelly Garrett. The trial for Cynthia Vigil ended in a mistrial and then was retried with a conviction in the retrial, um, finding him guilty on 12 counts. Angelica Montano died before her second trial, so that never mm. happened. I couldn't find how she died. I'm mm. assuming from natural causes because it didn't, nothing specifically said, you know. Well, she's a little young to be natural causes, but. Yeah. How old was she? I don't know. Did we know her? You would assume that she wasn't like I don't, elderly. Yeah. Right. What are you trying to say he didn't he didn't go after old women as well? I don't believe so. No. no well, I don't know if I, there's I, no evidence to support that. There's no evidence not to support that. We don't know most of his well, victims. Well, the, the tape. I don't think. I think I cut out the part in the tape. I don't remember if you read it or not, or if it was part that I, I cut out. I blacked out. out when I did that reading, so I don't remember what I said. <laughs> he said it's it's young or, or pre-teens. I did not or say like, that. Not pre-teens, but young or teens. Because, yeah, he goes So that's into, interesting that she passed away, yeah. because that wouldn't have been natural. Good insight, Country Mike. <laughs> Thank you. Um... So David agreed to a plea bargain and was sentenced to 224 years in prison. And that was for Angelica's? That was for uh, Kelly Garrett's. That was for, okay. So the Angelica one that just, he never had to go to trial and there was just no sentencing whatsoever. Right. It was just the end of it. So from what I read with the Kelly Garrett thing was that she like kind of had like a, a nervous breakdown almost while being um being questioned by like the lawyers and stuff during the trial and david just said screw it and pled guilty and did the plea deal so real nice well, he had already oh. been convicted on the what a swell case. guy yeah real nice of him huh? motherfucker <laughs> so yeah and he was never tried for murder because there were never any bodies found i found mixed reports online that murders were filmed but i couldn't find anything for sure so when what when were these trials are we talking like early 2000s um, then yeah i think yeah, yeah he I think That's he died yeah. in 2002 right yeah i think yeah he was sentenced i believe in 2001 that it that it all ended. Okay. So, and then uh, David died from a massive heart attack while in his holding cell, waiting to be transferred to prison and never served a single day of 
of the sentence. What a dick. So he pretty much got away with the whole thing. What do you think he did? Did it to himself somehow? For a massive heart attack? Sure you can induce a massive heart attack. I don't know. I'm I'm just thinking. I'm not saying you're wrong. I don't know. I'm just asking. You think he was that lucky? He could have been that lucky? Seems coincidental. For such a piece of shit to get such an easy way out. Yeah. I don't know. His daughter, Jessie, was tried on charges of kidnapping and sentenced to two and a half years in prison with an additional five to be served on probation. So she's out and walking around right now. Yeah. Do you think she follows us on Twitter or Instagram? Uh, she probably know. follows us, period, and she gang stalks us. <laughs> She's coughing at you. And- yeah. Fuck her. And putting her lights on, driving by in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse's boyfriend, Roy Yancey, was convicted of the strangulation murder of his former girlfriend, Marie Parker, which David had filmed. So this Marie Parker was someone that they had to- they had kidnapped and-, and tortured and everything, but they had video proof of, of Roy Yancey killing her. He- and did they have proof of, like, David raping her, or this was just a killing? So what I read is it was David's girlfriend that he asked this Yancey guy to take out to the, the toy box and and strangle. Oh, it was David's girlfriend. That's what it said. I thought his girlfriend okay. was Cindy Hendy. This was before that because it was in, uh, it was like years earlier. Well, he had, I know he had multiple, he was divorced a couple times and had mm. other girlfriends. So there had to be, and then they had the parties and stuff. I mean, there had to be a lot of people involved in this yeah. that never got in any trouble and no oh, one knows sure. about. Sure. There's people out there right now. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so he served 11 years of his sentence. Um, but three months later, he was arrested for a parole violation and he's in prison until 2021. So Roy Yancey's getting out in a couple years. How do you, yeah. but he already got out after 11 years. How do you get out of prison think, 11 years after strangling some I think girl? he was charged with second degree or whatever. Sheesh. Something. Did he testify against this jackass? Probably. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Cindy Hindy testified against David and was sentenced to 36 years in pr- prison for her role in the crimes. She was set for parole in 2017, but I couldn't find if she was actually released or not. Yeah, I looked what? at that too. I couldn't find it. Did we not see a video with her in it? We. She she was incarcerated in the video. Oh. And it was an interview with her with a doctor. she was incarcerated. But yeah, I couldn't find whether she had since been released. I found, I, the only thing I could find was a news article that was quoting people in the community saying, like, how the fuck are you going to let this person out of jail? Like, a lot of people saying they, you know, didn't want her back in the community. But I couldn't find if she was actually I released. Could, and I couldn't either. So, well, I mean, there's four main characters in the story. Right. And three of them are probably have been released and are walking around right now. Well, what Roy Yancey gets out and or, two well, he years. will be, but he did. He got released. He yeah, just did a point. he had a parole. Jesse, Roy, and and Cindy will all be free. Well, Jesse's already free. She's been free Jesse for a while. and Cindy are probably already free. Jesse, hit us up on Instagram. No. <laughs> Yeah, no, you know what? Let's yes, hit us up on Instagram and then let's have you on the show and we have some questions for you. Can you imagine if we got an exclusive, a Necronomapod exclusive with her interview? Come on. I'll let you interview her. All right. You can fly. I got some questions you for can, you. <laughs> you Country can, Mike and mm. interviewer. <laughs> Jesse Ray. <laughs> Do you like picking up girls for your Ooh, dad? Maybe Country Mike and Country Dave can both interview <laughs> her. <laughs> so yeah, the FBI, they suspect that David was responsible for up to 60 murders, but 
could never find any bodies. And like I said before, I, I saw mixed stuff about murders being filmed. And I don't know how that works. If, if they could try him for those without a body or if they just figured it would be hard to do. So they just went yeah. forward with what they could actually prove. So you're saying if they found videos of him killing someone. Right. But then they didn't find the body. Yeah. That seems like enough evidence to charge him with murder. But you can you confirm that the body, you can't confirm that the, they, he killed them. Can't, I mean, you probably can't legally. Yeah. I don't know if they... Maybe just the torture part was on film, but not yeah. the, the torture murder. The kid. I mean, you have enough to lock him up for a long, long time. Well, we well, know they found Roy Ancy on tape killing yeah. this Marie Parker. With never finding that body. Never found the body. But and then he was so tried. How so how do they yeah, know maybe. that he killed her? It was on tape. So, but, but then he but was tried. How do you know that he killed her? Who? Roy. How, like you don't know that that person was dead. They f- if it was on tape. They filmed it. But didn't he film? Didn't David Parker film everybody? So like for all we know, we the girl who got her throat slit was dead. But they. But yeah. she lived. So what I'm saying is, just because you have it on film that he choked her and she her body dropped, you don't know that she's dead. Well. It was enough to get a conviction. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they can convict him then, then they could convict him just for, for what they see on the video But we tapes. know they can convict that Parker. murder was recorded. We don't know the other murders. Yeah, we don't know recorded. for sure. We know he recorded stuff, but not... We don't know that there were murders recorded, I guess is the He difference. didn't seem like the kind of person that I think would turn a camera off to no. kill someone. He would have gotten off on the video of them him killing them, right? You would think. But I also I'm just I'm again I'm still wondering how do you convict someone for murder if it's on videotape and you never find the body? I mean it is because you can't prove that that person's dead. It's possible to try somebody for murder without a body i mean there's you do it all the time yeah, yeah. there's that famous lawyer i can't remember his name or prosecutor that's like real good at doing that but how, how can you prove that person died i don't know they, they do it all the time though yeah, yeah. and i'm not you saying you need a body for a murder conviction but then how do you know a person killed someone would be my argument and i don't know i mean maybe the forensic file listeners out there can help us out but i, think I mean if they they clearly did with the, if they got roy yancey but then i'm just wondering why they couldn't get uh, Ray with all this, but uh, unless he didn't film it, but he seems like the kind of guy who would have yeah, filmed this I, shit. I don't know because he would have got fucking off on this. You would think. Uh, well, he gets off mm-hmm. on torturing and and you know raping them and having his dog rape them. Why would he not get off on killing someone? Right. It's a it's a it's a brutal story. And anybody that wants to or read the whole tra- tape transcript it's out there all you got to do is we'll Google tweet it. it out we'll tweet it out it's a it's and a we will put an advisory read. that if you want to click on that link it's at your own discretion but uh check our twitter page for that one yeah dave you got anything else on david parker ray i don't think so this uh i don't know this is pretty vile probably maybe one of the most vile ones we've done yet this pretty sadistic i just suspect there's a tons of bodies out there that we'll never know about yeah this is i think of more so than anybody else we've covered this leaves the most questions yeah. i would say of anybody else and i know there's been some with others like richard ramirez we talked about there was some that were discovered after he was already convicted right i feel like with david parker ray we might have scratched the surface of what he actually did and i think it's interesting we call him the toy box killer but yet we can't yeah. say for certainty that he's not a convicted he was not a convicted killer that's true that's the media putting on one of those names that just sticks yeah yeah i mean it's a catchy name i guess oh sure 
But yeah, I mean, I think if it wasn't for the t- if it wasn't for the tape, not to say that this isn't bad enough already, but the tape actually hearing what he would play take takes it to a whole different level. It's terrifying. Yeah, it's creepy. it is terrifying. Yeah. So that's all I got on on the toy box killer. All right, you guys got anything else to say? Um, I just have some iTunes shout out shout outs for some awesome reviews. We got Sonia in Virginia. Uh, I'm gonna try and say this one. This one really confuses me. I can't tell if it's I'm a guy that loves pickles or Liam a guy that loves pickles, but however it's said, thank you for the for the review. And then Braden R seventy five, thank you guys for the for the awesome reviews. All right. We appreciate it. Um, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, at Necronomapod. We appreciate any of the uh, iTunes reviews and ratings we can get. Those really go a long way to help us. Um, give us your feedback. Let us know any thoughts, comments you have. Hit us up. We appreciate the, uh, the uh, back-to-back and the communication we have with you guys. We really enjoy it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. You guys ready for a cool down beer? Cheers. Let's go.